Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed on the view podcast of all time. Welcome to, you guessed it, the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment, aka the Mr. Tall Glass of Water. And I am welcomed and honored to have a, a friend uh, by the name of Michael Matteo Rossi. That's right. He's a producer, director, and uh, it's, it's good to have you on the show, man. It's good to be here, man. I'm happy to happy to be here. <laughs> so let, let's let's start from the beginning. Um, yeah. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, people always hear from the actor's perspective of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the grind and the career and the hustle. But a lot of people yeah. don't know about directors. They don't know what it's like to be a producer. Um, so for you, you know, how did you get involved in the business? It's a good question. You know, actually, when I was uh, when I was around 12, 13 years old, I actually did act. I acted in some plays, in some musicals. I did that. And it was cool. It was cool. It was different. But I knew it around 15 or 16. I just loved writing. I just loved telling stories. I loved doing all that. And then once I went, uh, got to college, San Diego State, I was like, let's just turn this, this piece of paper into a film. It's turned into a short film. And at 19, I just started making short films, uh, kind of putting ads out there, just reaching out to people I know. And, uh, you know, gone to a few festivals. I loved it. And I kind of never looked back. I just said, you know what, this is my calling. This is what I got to do. And I've been doing it, thankfully, ever since. Wow, that's amazing. Um, How how has the the journey been for you as a director and producer? Has it been a lot of bumpy roads, a lot of hiccups? Because I've seen you done some good projects. Oh, thank Um, you. Thank you. yeah, it, it definitely has been. Uh, there have been ups and downs, just like with anything. You know, you, uh, you, you wait a lot. There's people who are all talk, no action. You know, you, you burn out money. You think that there's a close call and then it never happens. But thankfully, uh, especially in the last, I'd say, five years, I've built up a good team that I trust, that I believe in, that I know are good. And, you know, we make some good stuff now. But yeah, no, of course, there's, there's stuff where you think that you got this film that's automatically, once it's released, boom, you get in your $20 million uh, feature next. Right. It usually, it, it, I mean, it doesn't play out like that a lot. You got you to gotta hustle. You got to pound the pavement. You got to just keep going. If you think that you're going to make a film that's going to be the next Star Wars or the next film <laughs> that blow the hell up, uh, I mean, it could happen, but more times than not, you got to just capitalize on the next one. You got to just just keep going. It's about consistency. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I one thing I realized throughout my journey was that when you have momentum, you have to run with it, because if you sit on the couch chilling, waiting for Netflix and knock on your door, it's not coming. Um, But but, you know, I actually wanted to ask you something because I. I met you through uh, social media, aka yeah. Twitter, Twitter um, yeah. and I see you're active on there. You post a lot of positive, um, you know, tweets and stuff like that. You know, Thank encouraging people to pursue their dreams. So, I wanted to ask you: How has social media helped you in your career? And do you think it's essential for you know people who are looking to pursue a career in entertainment to have social media? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, especially now. Yeah, 100%. Because you got to build your brand, whatever that may be, whether you're an actor, filmmaker, YouTuber, singer, whatever it may be, you 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 got to sell your product, so to speak. And your product is you, is you. Absolutely. So 
um, I think it's essential when, when I, I've met a couple and they're, they're a little bit old school or maybe they're a little bit older that they don't have social media and they haven't established themselves. Like see people like, um, you know, De Niro, Pacino, all that, they don't need social media. They're already right. stuff. They're already, right. you know, legends. But if you're trying to like get your name out there and trying to build up, you got to have it. You got to have it, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be. I mean, I think Twitter and Instagram are the two, two most important, but, and YouTube, of course, you know, for, for YouTubers or for people who make videos, but, oh yeah, man, it's, I mean, I've gotten gigs off of, off of social media. I've networked and, and I'll I'll tell you something. Um, My feature film Chase that uh that's actually it's on amazon and and all of that you can check it out um aries spears you've heard of aries spears right yes the, absolutely magic, yeah. yeah aries spears good dude we met off of twitter oh wow twitter and we just kind of built that rapport we built you know then we start we met up you know everything and then it just worked but if it was not for twitter if it was not for social media who knows who knows what would have happened? So I've met a lot of good people. I've had people reach out to me. I've reached out to people. And, oh, dude, it's so important, man. It's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, did a, I did a YouTube video about this uh, about last week. Actually, this week um, about social media because I feel like, especially in this day and age, where the, the business is going, you know, I've been in casting offices where, uh, you know, they ask you, you have Instagram, how many followers you have and stuff right. like that. So. Uh, right. I think it's very important for people to have social media. I know there's a lot of trolls. I know I'm a troll, but you know, it's definitely essential to have that because it is a marketing tool. You want to yeah. represent your brand. And my thing is once you become demanded instead of demanding, then you can kind of take a step back and, that's, uh, and relax from that's it. A good point. But I'll also say this, a lot of people feel like just because they got, a shitload of followers and all that. Oh, I don't need to have any natural talent or I don't need to need to work on my acting or anything like that. They're just going to see the numbers and hire me, but no, you got to work on your, your, your skill as well. You can't just say, boom, I got a million subscribers or a million followers, but you're not good at what you do or I'm just going to try acting, but then you suck. No, like (laughs) that's no, I mean, that's the honest. So it's, it's like, you still got to work on that. You got to work on that too, you know? Yeah. Oh man. You hit it right on the head. I mean, and you cursing too. I mean, what else can we I'm have? I'm sorry, man. I, <laughs> I, didn't, know. I didn't it's know all if good. I could, Cause I do. <laughs> no, I didn't I'm, know I'm, if I could. I, I'm, I'm just busting your chops. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know if this is like HBO, no limits. If I can go crazy, start dropping I'm, all types of uh, have bombs and all that shit. <laughs> I've had people, you know, that you know, take freedom of speech to the, it's all good. I, I I just like busting people's balls. I, this is like a a comedy show where I sit down for me. Um, that's, but that's the stuff, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, for you, um, yeah. how has the government shutdown been for you? Because as we all know, the entertainment industry is very slow right now and i'm grateful my agent has been working hard to get me work but it's very slow um for you how has it been how have you been able to motivate yourself throughout this time because i still see you putting out motivational tweets and stuff like that asking people how did they go on uh how their career has been uh how's it been for you I mean, it is tough, especially those first couple months where things were literally all locked down. You couldn't go to anything. You know, there was there was nothing going on. Um, it was tough. But I told myself a couple months ago, I told myself, 
I gotta make something. I'm getting cabin fever, man. I mean, I'm 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 feeling like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, dude. Like it's it's just like some crazy stuff because it's like when when you're inside and don't get me wrong, like my heart goes out to everybody. I know it's real. I know people get sick, all that. But I'm telling you, people don't talk enough about the mental health. You, if you're an artist, if you're somebody that that's always out there working or trying to work and hustle, and then you're just basically locked down. Right. It does something to you, man. So I did I did a one location contained feature film a couple months ago. Right. And it was cool. No one got sick. No one had a fever. It was cool. We didn't go crazy. And it's just like, you, you, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt, too, because here's one other thing. And I'm not I'm not casting the blame on on everybody. I think we, we all got to step up and be more responsible. But we see with social media, with the media, whatever side of the aisle you are with the media, every single thing have their own agenda that they want to do and perpetuate and you perpetuate fear. And I don't, and you, like, I'm sure, you know, the pandering and the patronizing is the worst. Don't insult people's intelligence. People are smarter than that. Don't pander to it. That's what I'm saying. You know, it left, right, and center politicians, they pander, they pander, for, for all that. And you know what, to the, to the average person, to the person that's usually kind of in the middle, not extreme on either way, it's insulting to people's intelligence, you know, a hundred percent. And we're not going to get into politics or some, uh, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but I think it's very important to address that because, you know, I've done a few episodes where I address the fact that, uh, yeah. especially right now, what you see with the election, everything's based off fear is based off uh, racism is based off yep. COVID is based off, you know, white supremacy. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's pushing the narrative and I don't yep. see uplifting. I don't see, um, you know, people uh, trying to help others is more about instilling fear. And I, I just, I can't get aboard with that. And, and it's not even just about politics. It's just in general, it's, it's just so it's much hate. Draining. It's, 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 it's scaring people to keep them in, boxes and in check to what they have to do and instead when's the last time we even saw one kind of positive story getting thrown out there everything has to be twisted towards the negative everything has to be twisted towards that for ratings for trying to score points and and it's it's crazy and uh-huh. and and I don't know, that's what I think. And honestly, that's what I think a lot of people think, even if they're worried about saying it, that's what I think. And, and I agree with you. I'm not even getting political. You can just see it, have your eyes open and see it. And I even posted, I think the, the other day, like, damn, man, I sign on Twitter and it's just, it's draining seeing people argue all the time. And it's I like, saw that. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, if I could, if I could just be one person that doesn't get into that horse shit, I'm all for it because I'm like, dude, do you really want to spend every waking day arguing with other people? Yeah, there's bad shit going on. Of course that we know that. But it's like, dude, like, calm yourself down. Like, yeah, like, just chill, chill, like focus on some good shit for a change. Like just a little bit. Balance yourself out. Right. A hundred percent, man. And and I want to tie this back to acting because. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I addressed uh, in my YouTube video I did was the fact that you have to be careful what you put out there because, you know, I, I like to troll. I like to I like to bust people's balls and stuff like that. But I also know 
that I have to be professional because if a casting director sees it, if a director sees my my feed and they see all I do is a you know cause trouble or you know I'm not promoting a certain type of thing, it can cost you work. So I want to ask you: Do you think it's very important for actors to keep their social media, you know, separate if they want to have that luxury of to have their personal life? They should create a separate one and separate. That's a really good question. I think you got to stay true to yourself, but also be smart in terms of knowing, all right, like, is this shit going overboard or is this shit gonna, I mean, think about it. Think about Kevin Hart. Think about a lot of other stuff. People, people drag stuff from 10 years ago and, 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 and try to nail you and all that. And Twitter can be pretty toxic with that type of stuff. I'll say something else in terms of this negative Um, earlier in the year, actually in January, um, a friend and colleague of mine, he passed away. He was in my film Chase. He, he died of drugs and all of that. And when I posted, I posted saying, you know, the first post was like, heard horrible news that one of my actors in my film passed away. And I'd say I got 99% love. I got 99% people doing that. And then there were a couple people that didn't even follow me that are like, oh, you're just doing this to exploit his death by plugging your film. And that is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's nonsense. And I had a couple of actors in that film, thankfully, and I appreciated it, come to my aid and be like, dude, that's not what Mike's doing at all. Like, what are you talking about? You don't even know this guy. You don't even know the type of friendship that I had and just post that. So it's like some people, they just do some really insensitive, crazy shit. It's one thing, again, if, if you're a clown, if you're doing that, but it's like that type of shit, really? Like you're going there with that? And, and they don't even know it. They don't even know the situation. They don't even know. They just, they're just, I think, too pissed off at their own life or their own. I don't even know why they're doing that shit. But yeah, I mean, you know, you you can post what you want. Yeah, you got it. You got to be a little bit careful, but stay true to yourself, man. Don't compromise. Like for me, I make I make action films. I make thriller films. I make people, doesn't matter who you are, you'll get, you'll get killed in my films and all of that. (laughs) That is how it is. And I'm not going, I mean, that, those are the type of films that I want to do, you know, and I want to stay true to my vision. So yeah, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, that's why I started this podcast, not just to, to talk about controversial issues and stuff like that, what is because yeah. I wanted to have that creative outlet to, to speak freely without, you know, because I feel like for someone like me, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll always have the support, but I don't want someone like, Hey, uh, I'm gonna call your agent and told them that you, you're saying this, you're saying that and you hurting people's feelings. And I don't right. want that. And I get, you know, you have to have, you know, stay true to yourself, which I do. But I also realized this is a business. So you have to be, you know, if you, you know, going on auditions for Disney Channel and they see that you're doing, uh, you know, non-PG or family-friendly stuff and people start, you know, it it becomes a, you have to be smart about it. It's riding that line. It's riding that line and it's it's balancing yourself. You're right. You're right about that. And that's also one of the reasons why And people are free to post whatever they want. That's their right. But I don't, I don't get into, I don't use my platforms for political stuff. I don't, I don't because, and that's fine. And I have my own thing. And I actually, you know, I respect people who, who even uh, today I heard Shaq said that he voted for the first time, but he wasn't going to tell somebody who he was voting for. And you know what? I respect that. I respect that actually, because you know what? He doesn't need to say who he voted for one way or the other people can, can, 
guess, make assumptions, whatever they want to do, but they don't need to do that. So my point is like, I just, I try to just focus on, on spreading just good shit and, and my film work and just all of that, man. That's what it's about. I don't have time for this negative. I don't have time for it. So, you know, you mentioned that anybody could die in your movies, right? Because you do action movies, which yeah. I love. I love the action and the horror genre. Um, yeah. But so how do you feel about diversity in, in, the, in the business now? Because, you know, it's always been that running joke of the black guy always dies first. And, uh, you know, right. the dumb right. blonde that always gets killed. Um, but we're seeing more inclusion in the industry. We're seeing a lot, especially with Netflix, um, you know, some people are always going to say, oh, they just pandering to the, you know, the, the people. But I think it's very important to have that conversation where you seem less of the, the action star physique. I obviously want you, if you go for James Bond, you might have to, you know, cut up weight and, and stuff like that. Right. But you're seeing different right. body types. You're seeing more uh, people of color and lead. You're seeing more um, people in the LGBT community get representation. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? No, I mean, I'm all for it. I think I think that everybody has something to to bring to the table. That's the thing. More unique voices, more unique voices behind and in front of the camera, just going to be better stuff. Just more. I mean, I look at it as a numbers game. We're going to see unique, good content. You're just going to see more content, more stories that that you wouldn't be told. It's just like when, when you get brought to the table, man, having having everybody's got their own background, their own, how they lived, everything like that, their own unique experiences that they can bring up and that they can tell. So I'm all for it, man. I, I, uh, I don't have a problem with that as well. I mean, if you look at most of my films, they, I, I got, I got every, uh, all types of people, all types of walks of, of life and, and everything. And I also think, you know, acting the performance regardless of, of what your background is, should be taken into account and very important as well. I, I definitely think that. But yeah, no, more stuff. And I just, um, even with my film Chase, Ares is the main the main bad guy in it, you know, kind of throwing it on his head. That's also a thing because he comes from a comedy background and he killed it in the freaking like edgy drama thriller type thing. So um, I'm all for, for tweaking for all that. My film that we just... Um, we just shot the handler. It's kind of this nonstop action film. I got a shitload of badass women in it. I got I got all types of groups and ethnicities and all of that type of stuff coming to the table, and that's what it's about, you know. It's uh, so yeah, man. I'm I'm all for it. I feel like um, like we talked about a little bit. You can usually sniff out who are just trying to pander to pander, you know, to, right. to that type of thing, but. Uh, of course, like in general, I'm I'm all for it. I think that's good. Again, it's 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 bringing unique and different voices to the table, and that's who who can be against that. You know, I didn't get a call to be in your movie. What's going on here? No, sorry. I know. Hey, hey, dude, you know what? If we would have talked a few months ago, probably would have brought you on. You know, actually, I'll I'll say one interesting thing that that you will find interesting. I had a great. Uh, great young actress natalie birdsong she's awesome um she's actually a former i believe former marine which is pretty cool but oh, nice. she, yeah so she hit me up on twitter and kind of said hey mike like please keep me in mind she sent me this stuff and she's uh she's in the handler she's in the film and she was 
awesome person to work with. So never, you never know, man. You take chances, could be some good stuff. Worst case, they say no or they ignore you. Who cares? Move on. Best case, you you get on board. You Absolutely. You hit a round the head, but let's get into some juicy stuff. I think this is uh something that uh you know some people might be wondering. What is something you don't have to give a whole list, obviously, but you know, what are things that you look in when you look for actors? You know, what are qualities and stuff that you look for on set or when you're, you know, in that that stage of looking at people to be in your film? First, um, obviously, like, can they take direction well? Do they make strong choices? Are they easy to work with? That's the thing. Are they easy to work with? Like, are they willing to like just come and trust me as the director to giving them the best advice? Are they full of passion? Do they have that energy? Do they have that drive? But really also just like, do they love what they do? Are they, are they working at it? Are they studying films? Are they looking at performances? All of that. And again, are they easy to work with? Are they chill? No drama, none of that stuff. Um, do they work well with the other actors? Because I try to, I try to facilitate a positive environment on my sets. I want to try to make sure that most people are really just having a good time. And the handler was one of the best experiences. Everybody really got along. It was just good shit. So I'm, I'm all about that. So just hardworking, easy to work with, you know, and just passionate, man. You know? Kind of relatable to, uh, you know, from the actor side, because, you know, for me, when I do um gigs and stuff i always look for that chemistry and that respect because i've done uh projects where uh you know leads and other people involved in movie are just very stuck up very stubborn and can't take direction and one of the things i learned especially over the 10 years i've been doing this is Mm -hmm. you have to be able to take direction because that's very important you know i come from a theater background so you have to um, you know, have those strong choices, but if the director says, uh, you know what, we, we want to switch you to this way, or even in the casting director and auditions, you have to be able to switch that. And, Absolutely. and I've seen, and I've had conversations with directors, casting directors about that, where, you know, there'll be someone good for the project, but they don't take direction well. And, um, right. you know, I think that's very important for any uh, actor or, you know, someone pursuing a career in the industry who, who, or just want to get started be able to have that uh, mentality because yes. it's hard to, you have to work at it. Like you said, it's all about I've, working. It's not going to come overnight. You know, I've, no. you know, so, uh, but that's a good interest. The point that you brought up was having that, um, that quality of being able to take direction because that's very important. Now yeah. on the very important side, let's talk about some pet peeves <laughs> you have, you know, uh, I, it's all about positivity, but let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sure you have no, some yeah. things that you know you hate. Uh, so yeah. what are some things that you, you despise? I despise on set people who come on set miserable every fucking day. Pardon my <laughs> friend. All right, there was a crew member on the last couple ones. I'm not naming names. That this dude was just the most miserable person. That just like nothing. He came on set. By the way. We weren't working long ass hours. It was good. And it was just this negative energy that I just could not stand. Everything, negative energy, nothing but problems, no solutions, 
And I hate that shit. I'm sorry, I hate that shit. Like we're acting, dudes acting like we're in the fucking trenches and or in like 130 degree weather, you know, pulling 20 hour shit. That's none of that stuff. So I just don't like that. I don't like that negative. I'm miserable all the time. All I do is bitch. I'm not about it. Nope. Nope. Get your ass out. Nope. So, uh, so that's something. <laughs> Sorry, no, I see it feel strongly about it. Another one, of course, is, you know, prima donnas having coming in thinking, thinking that you're better than everybody else everybody else an actor trying to direct the other actors that's yeah. not your place. that's not your place at all you know and and uh yeah just just trying to trying to kind of overtake just people knowing their roles all right we're all cool we just but we all know our roles so it's just like don't don't disrespect other people's positions or roles with with just because you think that you're the best you know, and all that speak humbly with some of the shit and it'll show sometimes more. So, um, you know, that, that again, that stuff drives me nuts. It's like some people and it's fine. Like for whatever reason, they just, if they're coming on set and they're just hating the world the whole time, it's like, dude, no one's, no one's forcing you to be here. All right. If you're going right. to be a miserable fuck the whole damn time, why, why? Go somewhere else, bug somebody else, dude, you know? So, you know, with each film that I do, I keep a lot of the ones that I, I get along with. I like all that. And then you weed out the ones that for some reason it just isn't working. And then sometimes, you know, you'll do one film and then bring somebody back from a few films ago. So it really depends. But those one, those are the big ones for me that just drive me nuts. You know, I never understood that myself, the people who come to set miserable because yeah. look, I, I don't care if it's a Marvel blockbuster or if it's a small student film. The be yeah. just to have the opportunity to work and get cast in a production is alone just a achievement many actors, you know, thrive for. Some actors cave and yep. book work. And yep. I, I always find it interesting that people will show up to set miserable. I uh, feel like they better everybody else. And I've seen it, um, especially. And we all, sorry, we, we all have bad days. I get it. We all do. But when you're coming in consistently every single day, this is just who you are. Nah, dude, I don't I don't want to deal with that. This this industry is all built off uh, impression and, you know, your work ethic. So, you know. Someone like, you know, Brad Pitt could get away with being like that, but you can't because you're not in that position where, you know, people know that you'll make them, uh, you know, a hundred million dollars back from a movie. Correct. And Correct. I, I always tell people, uh, especially uh, actors, that you have to be respectful. You have to uh, respect the director, even the key, uh, key grips. You know, you have yep. to respect everybody because yep. that's important. You know, I've met... Um, uh, you know, I remember last year before I moved to LA, um, I was working at a, a tennis camp and uh -huh. I was talking to a guy and I didn't know who he was. I, I was just, uh, you know, helping him out, helping his son, yeah. his son out. And yeah. he came and told me, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm a DP for, for Gotham and law and order. Mm -hmm. and, I was, and he was like, you know, I've been noticing, you know, your, your behavior and stuff. And we talked and he said, well, you know, you're going to succeed because you have that positive attitude. And stuff like that, you never know who you're going to meet. So definitely take that consideration that your image is everything in this business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, 
And, and, you know, even um, like, and I can tell you, I know we don't know each other that well, but you just, you got good energy. You just got good energy. You, you, you come correct with things and that's what it's about, man. It's, it's, it's actually not that difficult yet. You'd be surprised how many people are just, you know, people, people wonder sometimes why they don't work. Dude, stripped away. It's about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's about personal relationships networking just personal relationships why would i if people are at the same equal talent level pull somebody that's negative all the time versus somebody that is just chill and a little bit more positive and i can actually get along with simple you know right exactly yeah i you know i get that compliment all the time it's just you know i've been through it all i've been through the trenches and my career is far mm -hmm. from over but mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things I, I, when I was talking to my agent, he was like, he had to drop a few people because they had the attitude. They had that stuck up attitude, wouldn't go to auditions because they yeah. felt that he was too good for it. And it's like, you know, it, it mind boggles me. You're going to turn down, you know, a $20,000 check just because you don't feel like that. Exactly. I, I, it mind boggles me. It makes, it makes no sense. Some of this stuff, it's, it's just, uh, you know, actors turning down some stuff that it's like, dude, you don't know where that could take you. I mean, there might be a reason, but it's like, come on, man, you gotta be smart about it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. uh, let me ask you, cause I know, uh, this is some mystique, uh, about it. And I, I had talked to a director in the last episode, but I want to get your opinion. What is yeah. some, what are some uh, uh, misconceptions or uh, fallacies, if you will, that people have of directors and producers? It's a good question. Um, man, that all directors are assholes or just literally <laughs> <laughs> just, just like on a fucking cloud throwing lightning bolts down at them and just like literally thinking that they're all like pretentious fucks and just think that they know it all no we're learning too i learn every every set that i'm on i learn something and i'm an actor's director so i love working with my actors you know just head on and just all that like we're more approachable i'm i'm an actor where if if, a, if excuse me i'm a director where if an actor comes to me and says hey mike like do you mind if i try it this way or can i give it a shot i'm all about it i'm not gonna yell at you i'm not gonna freaking go nuts at you like because you come you come respectful you come asking about it i i do let a lot of my actors improv sometimes and ad lib within the uh, the limitations of the of the message and the story i'm all about it so basically one of the biggest ones is no we're, we're not all assholes we're not all fucking <laughs> right. assholes so uh yeah that's what I would say. That's the yeah. That's a that's a, a interesting one because I've I've seen a lot of people talk about that, and I, I just feel like obviously there's always going to be that director that's very, yeah. um, you know, crazy. You know, you had the story of James Cameron on the Titanic set being a, uh, uh, you know, all over the place. But I feel like that's few and far between. I've encountered more polite directors than I have negative. It just be. Honestly, it really comes down to your energy and what you bring to the set because directors usually feed off what energy you bring. If you bring positivity, you know, if they're in the deadline or something, they might just be a little more forceful, but they'll be willing to work with you. If you come on set acting like, you're, you know, the, the Tom Cruise of the show, then, you know, you'll get that energy back. So I think right. that's 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 a fair um, misconception because I think yeah. it's one that's not overlooked. And I think the biggest problem is because a lot of directors don't talk about, you know, their perspectives and I'm not, it's not all, but you know, when you see someone like, you know, 
James Cameron always in the headline for being crazy, or you see John Faye for being all over the place. You kind of right. get the idea that that's how it is, but it's not. I mean, they're directing. And the a- thing is, you know, when you reach James Cameron's level, I mean, look, yeah, I, I've heard that too. He's pretty like rigid or he goes crazy, but like, look at the films he puts out there. Exactly. Though. That's the yeah. thing. You even, I'll tell you something, even people shitting on Michael Bay all the time. I get it. But first of all, the man makes films that make a shit ton of money. And exactly. as we know, look, I'm about the art first, but this is also a business. This is mm-hmm. a business. This is numbers. This is people trying to make some paper. This is that. That's what it's about. Okay. Right. So, you know, look, he's got his thing down. He's got his thing down that, you know, if he's making it, you put, he puts his name on that stamped on there. It's going to make a shitload of money. I'm sorry. It is. But, you know, so it's, it's all about that compromise. Sometimes, sometimes that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the best, the best athletes in the world, the best talent in the world, if they're a little bit cocky, you know, you can almost sometimes let it slide because it's like, fuck, dude, they, they really are some of the best. They are. <laughs> yeah. they, have, they, they, they earn that right a little bit. Now, you know, you, you do usually want people a little bit more humbled and centered, but hey, I mean, they, they are talented people. So yeah, the- can't talk them too much. They, they're good. They got the business. And that's, that's something to, I, I just want to quickly touch on. It's going to yeah. tie to my next point is, yeah. When when you for people who who are just starting out or you know are still in the, the work of their career, yeah. When you get to a certain point, like for me now, when I go on casting offices for uh, HBO, Netflix, yeah. Amazon, it's all about. I they want you to succeed as an actor, but it's also business. Like right now, it's all business. I, I'm not trying to be buddy buddy with everybody. Obviously, I want to. But is it? It is a business. It's all about the overhead. It's all about how much money's coming in, and yes. and I think that's why you see, you know, articles about these directors freaking out because, well, when you got a hundred million dollar project on the line, you have to make that return, or you know, yes. your career will suffer. And I'm sure James Cameron and Michael Bay will bounce back from it easily. Right. That's not right. for everybody. So it's it's very important to understand from the director's perspective. I've you know, I had to, I did directing at one point. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of intertwined director, producer, writer, yeah. uh, you know, but it, it's, it's tough. It's hard. And a lot of people don't understand that. They just think, you know, directors take the glory from the actors. And I think that's one misconception uh, yeah. that, you know, directors take the glory from actors. But from my experience, um, and I watch a lot of interviews about this, you know, as a director and producer yourself, you yeah. could probably attest to this. Yeah. If the film doesn't succeed, a lot of times, obviously, people might say the actors acting was trash, but a lot of it falls on a director, you know, and I've I've watched interviews, listen to interviews about that, where, you know, if your project ain't raking in the money that was supposed to, then your career suffers, not the act, sometimes the actors, but most of the time it's the director. Um, Yeah, it's um, it's almost like you're thinking if, if we're given a sports analogy, sometimes the producers are the management, the company, the owners of it. And the director's kind of the coach. The director's the coach. The director coaches the players that are the actors. So yeah, I mean, if the, if the team's screwing up, the coach is going to have a lot of the share to blame. 
they're going to be, and if it succeeds, likewise as well. So it's, it's all about it. But yeah, I mean, the director's the captain of the ship and, and we don't, nobody wants it to sink. Nobody wants it to do anything like that, you know? Uh, so yeah, I agree. Now, let me ask you, because uh, this is a part, and this is something I'm still a little uh, torn about or confused. What is the exact difference between the director and the producer? Because a lot of people don't know. So director mostly does, first of all, works, works with the actors to get the best performances out in whatever the film is. And they're the ones responsible for basically creating the, the, the artistic vision, the vision of the script. And to do that, the producer is the one who's, and now again, there's many levels to producers, executive producer, co-producer, producer, associate producer, all that. But a producer in general terms to me is somebody responsible for basically everything in terms of hiring crew, in terms of logistics, scheduling, basically supervising everything. Um, they're, they're the ones that a producer is not as quote unquote creative as the director is. Um, they're the ones in charge of just everything. They're kind of the, the CEOs of the company. Um, whereas a director is more of on the, on the ground floor, on the field, kind of organizing the, the creative, the, the creative part of it with the actors and, and all of that. That's at least what I think. That's, that I didn't sense. know that. I didn't know that. That's a really, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that either. So it's always yeah. been hard to separate the two. Of course. Now, just to start a little, you know, a little, oh, uh, you know. Not controversy, but which one do you prefer? Which hat do you like to, to wear? Definitely director. director? That's easy for me. <laughs> That's an easy to see. you got me, not director. <laughs> because I, I love working with the actors. And I love working with my cinematographer, with, with just mapping it all out. Yeah, definitely. Because producing's tough. It's tough. It's all numbers, logistics, doing, doing all that, paperwork. Um, it's, it's tough directing. It's like, you're there, you're on set, you're, you're doing that. So yeah, definitely directing. Director. Yeah, I know. I asked you that cause Robert Downey Jr. called me, asked me to direct one of his movies. I was like, right. no, I'm kidding. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, dude, look at that. I could be interviewing you right now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm a humble man. I've always been humble. I always will be humble. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's good though. <laughs> I, I try. I like to. I like to add some charisma to the performance. That's that's how I, I got the name. You got me, man. I was believing that. I was definitely believing that. Uh, <laughs> that that would be something, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, directing, directing for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. You know, I, obviously, I was joking about that, but you know, I I'm in talks with Chris Hemsworth to do like this small film, and we was talking about that too, where you know. You want to have a great direct. I'm joking again. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, all right, dude. how much of that you got, you know? Um, so let me ask you, um, yeah. as someone who you know uh, has been achieving some uh degree of success in your career, uh, what is some advice that you would give future directors, producers, or you know, people who are acting and, you know, looking for some insight. I, I think like kind of, we covered a little bit, get on social media network with people, reach out to people and just 
make stuff, just make hustle, play six degrees of separation, see who's connected with who, and just, just go out there and don't be discouraged if you get a no or you get a rejection or a pass or something like that. Don't let that sweat you. If this is what you want to do, you stick with it, but you network, you build those relationships, man. It's, it's Hollywood or this business. It's like, it's kind of like an exclusive club a little bit. Yeah. You know somebody, they're going to open the door for you, you know, or you know, I mean, it's that type of thing. So it's building relationships. It's networking. That is, that is so freaking important, man. It really yeah. is. I, I want to touch on networking a little bit because that's yeah. very important. And people will have to understand the difference between networking and harassing people. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, for me, because, uh, you know, my buddy's uncle is Chris Messina, um, who's who's worked with Ben Affleck and yeah. done a bunch of films. But one of the yeah. things we talked about was the fact that a lot of people, um, it's a difference between trying to get to know somebody and trying to network them so they can get you opportunities. You know, right. I only talk to him about acting. I don't talk to him about, hey, can you give me this movie? And that's very right. important. When you network, right. you want to make sure that is a mutual respect and it's a mutual friendship because if right. you just, and I only bring that up because in a place like LA, unfortunately you see this time and time again. And I watched a, a video about this last night where a lot of people just want to meet you or connect with you because you can get them further in their career. So don't right. fall in that category. Cause once people find out right. about that and this business, everything is word of mouth. You know, you'll meet a director from Burbank who, hold the director from Hollywood it all circulates um and that's very important so definitely when you network uh make sure it's about a genuine friendship and then the business comes when they decide to not when you decide to because I I posted about this a few months ago I had an actor um show up unannounced uh, parked in my place and uh yeah no I'm serious and like there's some crazy shit, man. It's just like, I don't get why people would think that in any way that's going to help you out. All right. Like, I don't know, but people are like that. It's just like, it's, it's, it's common sense shit. Like, don't, don't do something like that. Like if, if the person just build rapport, like, even if you're not, even if you're not going to be in say one film with the, with the uh, director or the producer, you never know. They could call you for the next one. Like just exactly. chill. Yeah. So it's like, don't burn any bridges like that. Don't show up to somebody's house unannounced and, and, and all that shit. Like that really happened. That happened. That's wild. I... <laughs> really wild. And this dude drove from a while and it's just like, like, don't do that shit. That shit's fucking, that's messed up in a lot of ways. It's like, dude, why? Why? You're doing nothing but hurting yourself doing that. And you're also creeping the person out. Yeah, that's, yeah. Completely unannounced, man. Completely unannounced. Didn't even let, just showed up. Showed up. What kind? In the property. All right? Like, dude, that was that was some crazy shit, and that happened a couple months ago. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like that's some crazy shit, but it does happen. And that's what I'll, I'll say one other thing. Like, you know, I I really do feel bad for some of these people that you know really do have a shitload of followers. All that. Not only do they probably get some crazy messages and shit like that. 
but they probably get this type of thing all the damn time and it's like at the end of the day we're all human beings i mean they're human beings they may have a bigger platform but it's like they got they got the same fears wants desires happiness sadness that we all got so it's like when you pull that type of shit like damn i don't know yeah, just reevaluate your priority. This business, especially when it's when you start leaving it from actors to directors, to producers, people notice that. And uh, you know, I've been fortunate to go to the same casting offices quite a few times, and mm-hmm. it's been a good report. They'd be like, "Hey, Percy, what's going on, man? It's good to have you back." You want to have that kind of report because even if yeah. in this business, rejection is just ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah. It's just it's part of the life. And yeah. as you get further in your career, um, you're going to experience it, but you want to build that report naturally. So yeah. now, you know, I've only been here a year, but a lot of directors, obviously because of the hair, but a lot yeah. of casting directors know me because I come in positive. I yes. give my, you know, I come in, do what I got to do. And I don't harass them. I don't stay around the audition, wait for them to come out the room and have right. a five hour chat. So you have to have that balance. I understand networking is important, but don't harass people because yeah. you're only hurting yourself, you know? So oh, it's uh, so true, man. It's so true. And, and no, dude, even when we just started talking, man, I mean, it was just, it was chill. Like, you know, you, we, we were just talking, like there was none of this like crazy hounding type stuff. And, and, and I appreciated that, man. Like that, that's, that's how it should be. Like, don't be a fucking stalker basically I yeah. mean, that like don't do that like to anybody, <laughs> i mean to anybody of course but like in this business like there's a difference between being a little bit pleasantly persistent and then just going crazy right right oh, oh i didn't tell you so it's gonna be five thousand dollars for this podcast so i'm oh, expecting okay. payment <laughs> that's right that's right let me, let me, let me write out the check for now. bust it out oh, oh yeah hey rent is due baby <laughs> exactly but um but yeah man i mean it's just it's common sense stuff man just try to treat people with respect and 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 if you don't get along or agree with certain people just don't be around them you know just we we can choose who we're being around and who we associate with and who we work with now to wrap it because you know it's a beautiful saturday i'm sure we we both don't want to be sitting on a on a podcast talking all the time. <laughs> no, this has been great though, man. I try. I try to make this fun. Um, yeah, I, I but, like this. <laughs> what What is one thing from this mm-hmm. pandemic? Because I feel like there has been a lot of negative stuff from this pandemic, but I think this pandemic has allowed, for me personally, um, to it allowed me to shift my focus. I, you know, I've always been into acting, but I realized, especially now with the industry's closed, there's not a lot of opportunities. So, you know, I, now I do YouTube, I have the podcast, and yeah. my, my agents and stuff are, are amazed by it because, you know, I'm out here doing my own stuff. Yes. Um, but for you, um, what have you took away from the pandemic, whether it's spiritually, professionally, personally? Uh, what is something that you took away uh, I agree with you in the fact that it gives you almost more time to reevaluate things in, 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 in your life in general. And it gives you almost weirdly more creative ways to think, all right, how can I occupy myself? How can I occupy myself uh, creatively? Like, it's cool. Again, you saying 
your YouTube, your podcast, all that. That's freaking great, man. You didn't just sit down and be like, all right, let me wait another year or whatever the hell it may be uh, for things to just basically go back to normal. Um, you, you stayed active. You stayed active, which I like. So for me, just been, been doing writing, just thinking, all right, how can I make a film films now in this period? And, you know, don't get me wrong. I think that we'll both agree the minute, whenever it may be, I'm hoping it's sometime next year, maybe earlier, all that, when things really do go back to normal, it's going to be a massive relief. It's, it's like we, we, hopefully people won't take as much stuff for granted. That's right. the thing. Like even just the simple stuff, like going into stores, going into whatever, going to, to, to any, any type of freaking you know, arena, or concert or sports arena, whatever it may be. It's just like, man, that that type of stuff we we took for granted almost. And now it's just like, I don't know. It just it makes you more I think it makes you more grateful for for the stuff we had, you know, and, and all that. Yeah, so, I, I really hope people do take something positive out of this because I feel like, especially, you know, as people in the in the business. Yes. This has shown you never know when work is coming. You know, some people haven't even gotten an audition this whole time. Um, so definitely, I feel like this has been a good time to reflect and really understand your goals because a lot of people yes. I've met, especially in LA, a lot of people move here, lose sight of the goal, and they just kind of get caught up in the motions of everyday life and they don't put their yes. career first. So I think that's very important. If anything, people take away from this is definitely put your career first. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you might have to make sacrifices. You know, you may not be able to party three times a week, but right. it's important. And I think uh, the people right. who are looking for that one hit wonder, that that instant success, it's not happening because this has shown, ain't nobody, you know, getting famous right now. Any Nobody's yeah, getting... I say if it's, it's just, you know, I think for me, because my film got into a few festivals, and it would have obviously been in person if it wasn't for all this. That that one sucked. That one sucked because I'm old school. I love that in-person thing. You get the little red carpet with all your actors and, and, and crew. You get to take the pictures. You get to do all of that afterwards. You get to talk to your friends, colleagues, whatever, after the film. Like, I do miss that. That's one of the best. I love going to stuff like that. I love going to the festivals, and especially if your film's getting screened there. I oh. mean, that, that's amazing, man. Like, I, that's one of the best experiences for me. You know, you're there with all with all people, people seeing it for the first time. It ends, you're hearing people clap. Then you go outside, you're taking pictures with everybody and, and you're talking about the film with everybody. Then you maybe grab a drink or two afterwards, you grab some food. Like, who who wouldn't want that, man? That's the best. You know? Is it, yo, I... I never understood that. And then like the first film, uh, the first feature film I did, uh, yeah. it, it went, it went crazy. I went to the screening for the first time and I was like, I see why people enjoy it because you get to, oh, yeah. you, not only is the, you know, the whole crew and cast come together, like, but you yeah. get to share your story with other people. And, uh, I just found out another film I did, uh, just got accepted to like an LA festival, but obviously oh, it's, awesome. it's not in person. Um, right. Uh, but, Man, that's that's an achievement a lot of people don't get to experience. And I think that's yeah. one thing that when this whole thing blows over, 
hopefully eventually next year um and uh, the business come back don't take everything for granted you know like right. you said because you never know when the work is coming you never know when the work right. is going to dry up and you know appreciate every opportunity because i appreciate everybody from directors uh writers to the the, the people who work on the lights the key grips yep. i appreciate everybody because it's i came in this business to be in it not for the money obviously the money helps but right. i came in it because i loved it so i think a lot of people are starting to realize whether they love it or not. And, yeah. um, you know, um, but the, you know, let's, let's, let's keep, let's end this on a positive note. Yeah, uh, sure. cause it's been good. It's and I'm sure good. you got, I, I got to call back Chris Hemsworth about something. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, man, I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to have you because, you know, okay. I, I've, I've followed you on Twitter for, I think like a year now. Um, and you know, we never really talked before, but I figured this is a good time, especially now that I have yeah. you know the platform to, to talk. Yeah. Uh, it'd be good to do that. Um, so where do where people can watch your movies, f- uh, find you on social media and stuff like that? Uh, well, again, Michael Mateo Rossi, like I'm on, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, so you can find me on that. Just look up, look up my name and um, IMDb, my- right? And IMDb, yeah. Most of my films that are released are on Amazon. Amazon Prime. So I recommend my film Chase. My film Chase is on a bunch of platforms, so you can you can check that one out. My film Shadows is gonna be released probably in a few months, not released yet. That's probably my best film. And then the handler's getting edited right now. But yeah, like Amazon, uh, uh, Google Play, iTunes, like all of that type of stuff. You can usually find it uh, some other platforms. So um, yeah, man, and just uh, I try to be approachable. So. If you follow me, if you do all that, like, uh, you know, you reach out, I'll say what's up. It's no problem. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's a good way to wrap it. Uh, I'm still expecting that $5,000 payment. Of course, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it. It's already, already in the mail, dude. I, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> Treat it as like a SAG, dude. You have to pay your union uh, of course, fee. <laughs> right? you no, but this was, this was good, man. This was, this was good. And, and uh, it's always nice talking to, to, fellow creatives about the about the business and about life man it, yeah man I, I miss that the most um yeah and uh you know i, I want to keep dragging it on but that's very important to have those conversations because you know although my podcast is more centered to you know starting conversations for you know controversial issues i think i like to i like to promote positivity so this was a great segment in between you know, all the stuff that's going on in this world to just bring it right back down to the basic which is what i love and what you love which is acting yeah. and the business so um you know without further ado you know, let's wrap this up so the people don't go to sleep um you know everybody know me at this point if you if you uh watch it uh you know you can follow me on instagram at mr no days off percy twitter at mr underscore no days off um and yeah this podcast is available on apple podcast spotify uh google play um pretty much any website you could or podcast app you could find and like i said i got a call scarlett johansson so what a better <laughs> hand all of them all of them scarlett johansson <laughs> mark ruffalo uh the russo brothers all of that yep got, yeah got everybody, huh? we gotta yeah. get the avengers no, assembled is... again <laughs> totally no, but this was great, man. And, and you know, let's just keep that positive vibe going, man. That's what it's about, you know? Absolutely. And like I always say when I end it, a helping hand 
is a better hand. Thank you, Mike.